Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. You're listening to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast with pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thanks so much for listening today. Today I'm going to cover methotrexate pharmacology. So methotrexate is a generic name. Uh, a couple of common brand names I've heard, uh, Rumatrex or Trexol. Uh, but again, most often I think um, clinicians will, will call it methotrexate or uh, occasionally I'll see or hear the abbreviation MTX. I always discourage using abbreviations because it certainly could be uh, interpreted as potentially something else if somebody doesn't know. So, um, yeah, just a little side note there anyway. So methotrexate is kind of a unique drug in that it can be used for oncology cancer type purposes, uh, which I'm not going to talk about a ton today on the podcast. I'm going to try to give you the, the basics anyway. Um, more commonly, I would say what I see it used in is uh, rheumatoid arthritis as well as uh, psoriasis occasionally. Um, but by far, I would say rheumatoid arthritis uh, is where I see this medication uh, used more often. Now, its classification, methotrexate, is considered a disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drug. That's kind of its classification. Again, also could be classified as an oncology um, anti-cancer type agent as well. Now, the mechanism in uh, psoriasis, as well as uh, methotrex, or excuse me, as well as uh, rheumatoid arthritis, is not quite as well understood as it is in oncology. In the oncology setting. Uh, it blocks the activity of dihydrofolate reductase, which ultimately leads to um, preventing the formation of what are called purines, which are part of DNA, and ultimately uh, stopping, slowing down uh, appropriate DNA production and inhibiting kind of that cell growth and proliferation, which can happen in cancer. So that that's kind of how it works in the, the cancer uh, setting the uh, anti-inflammatory, anti-rheumatic side of things. Again, not not quite as well um, understood, but um, definitely uh, thought to suppress the uh, immune system in in some way, shape, or form. There. So let's talk about warnings a little bit because there are some significant boxed warnings with this medication. Um, so if you go look at package insert or something like that, you're probably going to see a ton of boxed warnings. And the majority of these warnings really go along with the use in oncology and those really, really high doses. So I'm not going to focus on those a ton, um, but if it is being used for cancer purposes, uh, you can certainly um, recall that there is a, a bunch of warnings like GI toxicity, uh, skin reactions, uh, liver function, obviously immune 
um, reduction in immune function as well. Uh, so a few different things there to, to think about. But again, that's typically much more associated with the uh, dosing in oncology. Now, dosing in uh, rheumatoid arthritis or psoriasis, probably the uh, target dose or the dosing range that I see used most often is uh, patients get titrated up, uh, maybe into that 15 to 30, um, possibly up to 30 milligram range. Again, may kind of vary depending upon the patient and the response and the clinician and what they're comfortable with. Um, but yeah, that 15 to, to 30 milligram range, uh, maybe 25 milligram range is probably where I see most patients uh, dosed at there. And now remember, that's dosed once weekly. So that's kind of a unique um, dosing structure with that medication where, you know, most meds we think of being dosed once daily. But, you know, rarely we do have these drugs that are dosed once weekly. So um, methotrexate is one that comes to mind. Uh, some of the bisphosphonates too, uh, alendronate and things like that for osteoporosis um, are also dosed once weekly. So kind of a unique thing there uh, to remember with methotrexate use for rheumatoid arthritis um, and or psoriasis. Now specifically talking about rheumatoid arthritis, um, you've got to remember that um, this is a disease-modifying drug. I think remembering the classification can help you remember that this drug is going to take a while to actually work and provide benefit. So if somebody comes in with an acute rheumatoid arthritis flare in severe pain, swelling, redness of the joints, and severe pain, uh, you've got to remember that giving this patient methotrexate is not going to help them in the short term. You know, within hours or a few days, it's not going to help. Likely, it's not going to help. So with a rheumatoid arthritis flare, typically what we're going to do is give an agent like uh, an NSAID uh, or maybe a corticosteroid like prednisone to help treat and manage that acute uh, inflammation and pain while the DMARD takes effect. So very important patient education point to remind patients that this drug is going to take a while, uh, weeks potentially, to begin working and reducing uh, some of those symptoms, some of those flares that may be occurring with rheumatoid arthritis. When I'm looking at a patient's medication list and I see methotrexate, I always look for folic acid. Okay, that always needs to be supplemented with the use of methotrexate. And, you know, reason, primary reason being that it can help reduce some of the uh, adverse effects from, or the risk at least, for some of the adverse effects from methotrexate. Patients are more at risk uh, for problems, concerns, adverse effects if uh, they are folate deficient. So that's why we. Uh, typically give a, a standard dose of one milligram of folic acid uh, with any patient that's on uh, chronic methotrexate. A couple of things to kind of monitor, look out for with methotrexate, uh, liver toxicity. So that's something, and I'll mention this kind of in, in drug interactions as well coming up here. And uh, suppressing the immune system is something we also um, have to consider, be concerned about. 
Uh, you may also see some kidney function monitoring there. Uh, there is potential with changes in kidney function that um, concentrations of this drug could um, go up a little bit there. So yeah, between a, a CBC and you know tracking uh, white blood cell counts, liver uh, is a potential monitoring parameter, um, and you know potentially kidney function. But I would say liver and uh, the immune system functioning uh, is probably a little bit higher on the the priority list there. Well, I hope you guys are all enjoying the podcast. Uh, just a reminder, we've got great uh, books, resources, uh, test prep material at meded101.com slash store. So that's M-E-D-E-D-101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. Let's wrap up here with drug interactions. Uh, when I think of methotrexate, there aren't a ton of kind of hallmark drug interactions uh, that I, I generally think of. I think of um, more so of cumulative type effects or drugs that cause similar uh, adverse reactions or toxicity uh, to methotrexate. So first thing I think about is liver. So if you've got a patient at risk for uh, liver dysfunction, maybe on other meds that cause liver problems, you know, so I'm, th- I'm thinking of a, a chronic alcohol uh, alcoholic type patient um, they may be predisposed uh, to some liver issues if we add methotrexate on top of that. So um, at a minimum, we would certainly monitor that um, much more closely in a patient at risk for liver problems. Another thing I think about is immunosuppressives. So methotrexate, it's got the possibility of suppressing the immune system in a patient who's already receiving other immunosuppressive agents, maybe a transplant patient, for example, Um, There are situations where patients will be on uh, two different DMARDs. You may see that uh, from time to time. And when we use drugs like that in combination, you know, we've got the risk of kind of doubling up on suppressing the immune system. So again, you know, in a transplant patient, they're probably um, going to be monitored very, very closely for their immune system function and, and dosing of their immunosuppressive agents. So it's probably going to be monitored close already, uh, but it is important to think about um, that you know adding on a drug like methotrexate can potentially uh, dip that immune system further. One other kind of unique thing that comes up with methotrexate is the administration of vaccines. There is some potential um, evidence that vaccine responses. Uh, may be altered a little bit by the use of methotrexate uh, if, if, excuse me, if methotrexate is on board when those vaccines are given. So that's an important thing to look up. And there is some differences um, between different types of, of vaccines. I'm not going to go into that um, into to great detail here, obviously, but I would encourage you to uh, look that up. I've had that question come up uh, for various vaccines um, because the the response can be suppressed uh, in the event of you know being able to give a vaccine first before we're actually starting methotrexate. Usually that's the the best way to do it, um, but sometimes patients are already on chronic methotrexate and they're due uh, for a specific vaccine. So again, I would encourage you probably to look that up based upon the specific vaccine and what's indicated uh, for that that patient at that time. But do remember that there is potential um, that that 
response that you hope for for that vaccine um, may be altered and blunted a little bit by having methotrexate on board. I'm going to wrap this up for today. Hope you enjoyed the the podcast. Hope you picked up a pearl or two. Uh, Leave us a rating review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, Also, I've got that free uh, 31-page top 200 uh, PDF study guide. So uh, it's definitely a a no-brainer as far as going to reallifepharmacology.com, snagging that. And of course, if you if you can, you're willing, you're able, you can uh, take advantage of the, the resources at, at meded101.com slash store as well. So we'll sign off for today. Thank you so much again uh, for being here, taking time out of your busy day, and I uh, hope you have a, a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.